Welcome to Reactive. I'm Khalil and I'm here with Henning. Hello, how are you? Hey, I'm good. Unfortunately, good we don't have the we don't have the Raquel today because she is still uh, so she she just started working at Slack. Uh, she announced it happily <laughs> on Monday. Yay! Um, very cool, and she's doing all kinds of kinds of orientation stuff there, so she can't uh, come record. But she recorded a short little message for for our listeners that we'll just. We'll just uh, put it at the, the end of this episode. Nice. Yeah. I like the socks that you got. Those are awesome. Yeah. Very cool <laughs> socks. Uh, which you could only see if you are if you were in the Slack channel. No, actually, yeah. she also posted them on Twitter. Yeah. But first uh, in the Slack. Right. In the Slack channel. No exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was it was exclusive for a few minutes and then. Okay. <laughs> yeah. uh, cool. So how's it going? Oh, it's going all right. Not too bad. Um, yeah, I can't. I can't wait to hear hear stories from Raquel and how that all is going. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah. It's. I don't know. It's like super exciting. Also for a company that I don't know why, but it's kind of weird. I mean, it's a company that a lot a lot of people know, especially in our um, field. And yeah, most. I. I mean, I haven't really heard any complaints about the company. It's sort of considered really cool because I mean, I like the simplicity of. The, the product and use it every day, all day. So mm -hmm. it's kind of mm -hmm. neat to have someone on the inside. <laughs> yeah. So did you, did you uh, figure out at your company how to use Slack uh, in a way that makes sense? Um, I, I guess my, um, yes, I, in, in, in general, yes, it's, it's just because of, you know, where I moved into as far as far as positions go that, The traffic is much higher. I just have to have, I, I do my own little sort of triage system. Mm -hmm. I mean, when I was a developer or a team lead, it was like, you know, there was a maybe five, not even three or four like red balloons in the sidebar. And now it's, it's all red. <laughs> so <laughs> so I, I don't know. I guess that just comes sort of with the territory, but then it just, right. you have to figure out how you manage that. And it becomes unfortunately sort of the same thing as, you know, with email, right? You just have yeah. to go through it and see. It's just how it is. I, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, so have I figured it out? And I don't know. This it's my new reality. So, okay, yeah, yeah. Apparently, Slack is growing like uh, like crazy. I think Raquel said that they're growing a lot. And uh, uh, as far as I know, I think that they also they already got a bunch of offers from different companies to be bought to be bought, but they don't yeah. they don't want to. It's going, be, uh, it's going to be interesting to see how they are going to, um, what they're going to do. What uh, is, is Slack, is it just going to stay Slack or is it going to be a suite of products? Where are they going? That's, that's interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, this, this is like with the, the same thing as with all like really cool products. When they come out, they are super simple and they, they provide really great functionality for a specific thing. Mm -hmm. And then many times they sort of start tacking stuff on and getting more and more complicated. And then at the end, they're just monsters. Um, so I hope that doesn't happen. Yeah, I hope I they can sort of differentiate between, I don't know, useful tweaks that are small enough to Yeah, I don't know. Be reasonable and and not start adding all this other stuff and be everything. I mean, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. That's sort of my opinion. Mm -hmm. 
I think GitHub has been fairly successful doing that. I mean, they have added yeah. a lot of functionality, but it's it's still in a way that it works. It's not. Yeah, I mean, if I, if I think about Jira, <laughs> which oh, just had a, like an overhaul of the UI, but still, it's it's like there's so much there. It's insane. Yeah, they changed the um, CSS. <laughs> <laughs> okay. A little bit. They changed their CSS. <laughs> yeah. I guess. They brought it, they upgraded their CSS. Yeah, they made the CSS a little nicer. That's, that's yeah. Basically certain it. things are harder to find now. Yeah, they changed the UI yeah. a little bit, but yeah. But you know, you know what I mean? It's like... That's my biggest like concern with these things that are, they come out with like this little narrow scope of things and they're really good at it, but then they have to over time compete with the others that come out and do the same thing and differentiate themselves, and then they start adding crap, and it's like, ugh. So yeah, we'll see. Because it's also because people at enterprise at, at big companies think that they need all this stuff. I, yeah. when, I remember when I was uh, at my first job after my music career there, I started um, was working at this company for five, was it five years? Was it five years? I don't know. I think it was pretty long, but, uh, <clears throat> or was it just two years? I think it was two. I don't know. Anyway, um, they needed a project management tool and I suggested Basecamp. And Basecamp, mm -hmm. back, especially back then, it was... Today it's 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 a little bit more sophisticated, but it's still straightforward and and very clear and simple and very interesting how they structure this whole project management and and communication within the project. Um, <clears throat> but um, yeah, back then it was it was simpler and but it was still it was so nice. It was so you know well designed and thought through and it kind of. It, it, but it didn't have a bunch of options and features, and I tried to push it, to push it, and pitch it in, within that marketing department. And the people, everybody, just they just, they just hated it. They were like, "Yeah, but can I, can I group my to dos and can I send, can I add somebody to the to do?" So then they went, and, they went with the, the Microsoft product and, or something. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I think yeah, something. something Is it SharePoint or something? Uh, no, I don't think so. I, I don't remember what they chose or if I was still around when they chose something, but they definitely yeah. didn't like Basecamp, but mm. something, <clears throat> something Jira, maybe uh, okay. Jira-like, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was so depressing. <clears throat> but, uh, yeah. It is weird. I mean, in, in that space, I, I don't know when you said that, you know, um, that it, they wanted all this other stuff. I just made me think of, uh, the human res the HR portal that I have to deal with portal. in our company. Yeah. Oh my God. It is the worst piece of, I don't even want to call it software I have ever seen. And I've been told by others that there's much worse. Um, like the UX is just absolutely <laughs> terrible. And there's so many things bolted together, no consistency. You can't find anything. It's like just to approve someone's vacation. I have to, I have to like, Slack HR to ask them how to get there. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible. Yeah, I know, but yeah, there's a lot of these kind of uh, uh, yeah softwares that that are like ages old in those companies. That for, for how for does all that even happen though? I mean, like, how can a product like that even be 
successful anymore. I, I, don't, think, I, don't it's, I think it's because it's it's legacy reasons. It's just there since forever, and it kind of it integrates. I think in the back end, often these these companies or apps do a decent job integrating with the with other software like CRM and stuff like that. So they have, yeah. they have like the database layer, the API layer, and how they interweave with other things <clears throat> in order to do accounting or whatever. It works, but the UI is just absolutely hor horrendous. And then it's, but because they're so interleaved with everything else, it's super hard to to throw it out and get something yeah. else in. Yeah. Exactly. It's like we're we're sort of tied to that. To move out of it would be insane, because um, mm -hmm. it was such a big effort to get into it in the first place. Right. But it's like, oh, please help me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, uh, we've been thinking about, you know, just writing a little JavaScript uh, a thing like with with Chrome and like what's it called again? Uh, oh, the thing that Sindra hosted for uh, for GitHub, where he modifies the UI to his oh, you liking. Could, you, yeah, you could do that with a Chrome extension, but you can also <laughs> you can autom you can automate uh, doing things by just running, you know, from the from the terminal. You just run. Uh, you program. Um, what are these? Uh, the, you know the the headless chrome headless chrome or something like that you just program yeah. a little script that does exactly what you ah. need done and you pass it a few parameters on, parameters on the terminal and then it's, <laughs> it just loads up the site in yeah. headless chrome and clicks everywhere what you need and stuff yeah oh, there's an idea yeah, yeah. <laughs> i mean you can that's totally something you can do uh, and yeah. it might might be worth the effort if it's if it's so uh, difficult to figure out every single I can time. probably even wire that up to alfred so that i can just say yeah exactly vacation and it goes right to the page that would be awesome exactly no, it's, no, it's actually no <laughs> problem you just need to find a time to set it up yeah exactly <laughs> nice yeah yeah, Portal. I just had um, this discussion or a conversation with my colleagues uh, a few days ago about the word Portal. It's so funny how, like, everything in companies also, you know, like the internet, uh, mm -hmm. you know, is a portal. And then, and then there's, uh, or for instance, for one and one, the big website that you kind of, that you kind of land on when you log into your account or whatever is a portal and something like oh, yeah. portal is such a weird word because it's just a website it's just like <laughs> html with links you know to or it's a web app or whatever right but what is well, it's the is gateway it? into this great thing that's yeah, why it's a portal. Yeah, exactly. a gr <laughs> especially great thing yeah yeah this the the word portal has always irritated me because i was like why why is this a portal i don't understand well, is, now i'm gonna be self-conscious every time i hear that I'm gonna be like, Damn. <laughs> <laughs> why why is it why is it why is google.com a website or you know why is yeah. uh why yeah, is trello company. why is trello logging <laughs> into trello why is that a web app and why is the internet or the website from one and one why is that a portal yeah. <laughs> like what's the difference really i don't understand it's both an entrance into something you know yeah so uh i find i find it it's, a, it's very enterprisey uh yeah that's uh, speech, right you know and really it's, yeah. it's it has been it's 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 it's, so it's for almost you, it's, like it's, it's almost like to make it sound more important than it is yeah and and in turn for us i guess it 
has the negative and nasty connotation. It's like, oh God, this is something dreadful. This is something dreadful. It's absolutely yeah. bad usability. It's terrible legacy code. <laughs> you can't get rid of it. <laughs> That's what portal really means. <laughs> it's code for turd. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh God. But very important, turd. Yes. <laughs> well, it, it is. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Oh, God, yeah. Portal. Portal. Yeah, in German, I, I, it sounds I, I even more important. Word. I heard that word. <laughs> yeah, Portal. exactly. Yeah, in German, sounds more. And it sounds more abstract, even, you know? And But the Java world has picked that up, right? Because they have the portal, it had like portal. Uh, frameworks where you can make portlets. Oh yeah, right. The, the the which are kind of little widgets that then like are little apps in itself or something that you can you can display within the portal in multiple places. Uh, they totally went. They totally ran with that. <laughs> the Java yeah, people, absolutely. <clears throat> oh my. Yeah. So. I don't know what's been going on in in your lands. Oh man, um, not much. No, uh, yeah, no. I mean, much. I'm also I'm also going to um, change jobs. So that's that's a big ah. deal, a big deal for me. <laughs> okay, so that's out of the bag now, huh? <clears throat> yeah, it's out of the bag. I told everybody I, I quit my job. I signed the contracts. Nice. And everything. <clears throat> Where are you going? Do you uh, want to say or? Um, I think I'll just I'll just I'll just do it like Raquel. I'll say it on my first day. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Good point. Well, congratulations. <laughs> yeah, thank you. So, how does that? I mean, that's that's pretty far out still, though. There, it's sometime <clears throat> next year, right? Yeah, it's in uh, it's in March. First of March, I'll start. Uh, mm. It's because I have a three three month notice. It's not, yeah. it's not yeah. quite like America. That is so, like, yeah. Two weeks, say, bye-bye. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty crazy. I mean, I think it's great, maybe. I don't know. It's It I sounds mean, daunting. It's, but no, I, I don't know. Maybe it depends on the on the company, really. But typically in German companies, it's really no, not a big deal. It's It only is a problem if you're leaving uh, because of something, because of something yeah. negative or you know or right. like if you're fired because you fucked up or or mm-hmm. i don't know what you know like if you're like mad at somebody and you have to sit, yeah. sit in there in uh, sit in the office for another three months and it's or mobbing or something like that but if you just have a normal working relationship and it's it's really not like i'm i'm not leaving because of the people or whatever it's just it's just that the, the project itself kind of run its course for me a little bit and uh, and it just it is it's not challenging enough anymore mm-hmm. i can't really learn anything more and yeah, yeah that, that's that's it but the team is awesome you know company's cool and <clears throat> so so typically as far as i have experienced it in a german company is totally cool it's just it's very relaxed it's a very relaxed two to one two three months that you're in that company because you don't have to stress about anything that's going to happen in the future or whatever. You just do mm-hmm. your, you just do your work and 
and and you know and then there's a little part not party but you little, probably have like some vacation to take too so yes and not, you take you well, take your your vacation <clears throat> days the rest of your vacation mm -hmm. and then and then that's that and it's That's, yeah, that's cool. And it's, so you even usually like get a break in between the the current and the new, probably, right? So yeah, if you take your vacation um, in the end, mm -hmm. um, in my case, the rest of my vacation is it's just five days because it's okay because it's just the uh, the vacation that I am uh, sort of owed, so to speak, from the company for these two mm -hmm. first months of the year, which, right. which are two point five days per month. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. I might take them in in January and just work until the end of February. Okay. Or something like that. I see. <clears throat> well, well. Congratulations. Yeah. Thanks. Nice. <clears throat> Some fresh things to think about then. Yeah. That's always cool. It's gonna yeah. be interesting to see. The new company yeah. is also um, headquarters are in in uh, Santa Barbara in. Oh. In uh, California, where, where they just had the fires. <laughs> yeah. But, oh my gosh. But I already checked there. They're all still fine. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's... So does that mean you get to go there for certain training stuff, or is it not? I don't think necessary. So. No, okay. It's not necessary. Yeah. It's 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 where the manage managers meet up. Ah. Uh, okay. For, their, for the strategy meetings and stuff. Yeah. Which is nice. I see. <clears throat> yeah. So that's what's up. And other than that, I've um, I posted an article today, uh, which I wrote about using web components for building uh, web apps, JavaScript apps. Um, and I'm just I'm just kind of drilling down into that, and and I'm gonna be uh, uh, writing about that a little more about my experiments. I, I just wrote a little uh, web web application. Uh, that allows you to find a coffee place that's decent near you, which kind of talks to the to the um, Foursquare API to get a to find um, interesting coffee places, highly rated coffee places near you, and then just lists them basically. And it's wrote it's it's written with uh, with web components, and um, I just wanted to have an excuse to uh, to use web components for a JavaScript app. Nice. So the, do the, the the request to Foursquare, do they go directly from the front end or do you have some back end that talks to that or how does that work? Yeah, it goes directly from the front end. <clears throat> okay. But I don't like this is I guess it's not really ideal because I, I have to have my Foursquare API key mm -hmm. in my front end code, right? Yeah. Which is yeah. which is a little annoying. Um but right now I don't really care because it's like no, nobody, experiment, yeah. Yeah, it's an experiment. People like I, I get a thousand requests per day or something like that. And if somebody like nobody, there's no reason for anybody to steal my key because they can just easily get yeah. their own key or whatever from yeah. Foursquare. Yeah. It's all just free. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yep. But uh, if if I would go, uh, do 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 a serious thing, I guess I would have to. To, I would have to use a function as a service, for instance. <laughs> probably yes, yeah, exactly. Probably. <laughs> and so, how does it work with? Um, it, it just uses. How does it get the location from the browser? Or? Yeah, just uses geolocation. Yeah. Uh, gets mm -hmm. latitude and longitude, and then puts that into the into the uh, uh, get parameters in the request, mm -hmm. and then yeah, and then you get the response back. 
Nice. And it's cool. It uses like uh, uh, a weight um, and what's it called? Async await, uh, mm-hmm. you know, for for the requests, which is a really <clears throat> nice. It's the first time I used that API for asynchronous requests. And I wrote my little um, uh, like subclass for custom components that that encapsulates a few things like um, a setter and getter for a state state property, and then it has uh, a render function that makes sure that whenever state is updated, whenever state is set, then the state uh, so this whenever the state property is set, then it, it calls a function call that's that's called invalidate, which basically means invalidate the state and re-render everything. And that function is something that I stole that from from uh, the guy who wrote lit HTML, which is a little library that updates the DOM efficiently. And then uh, so that what that little function does, it just batches those uh, render calls to to the next tick, so that whenever if you have a if your ch- a state changes a few times within that. Uh, while it works off JavaScript works off the stack, it just renders it at, in the end when basically it knows okay it's the <clears> stack <throat> is worked off and now I'm gonna re-render that component <clears throat> or nice. update the component data. And uh, yeah, I, I just wrote about that because um, I think so, front-end developers are not really aware of the fact that they can use web components to build applications because web components are very much advertised as you can write your own element that encapsulates a you know a dom fragment some css and some behavior via javascript and then you can just you can just take that um <clears throat> that new element that you made and you know and use it everywhere and that's true. You can do that with, with web components, basically. Uh, of course, that's what they're made for and stuff. But um, that's that's not the only thing. And I just wonder why this is not promote or this is not that story is not told more. You know that you can also you can you can use web components in the exact same way that you can use React components or Angular components or Vue components in, in order to build an application where you um, build your application out of components, where you have a root component, and in that root component that contains your application, you use other components to to build it. And then you can also have a unidirectional data flow in that, in that web application as well, because you can, in those components, you can use um, a web standard called custom events in order to to trigger events and you can tell those events to, to bubble up to the top or, you know, over the, and and it can, uh, can bubble through all the uh, components. If you set the right property, there's an option called compose. And if you set that to true for those custom events, then it will just bubble up and you can, you can uh, catch that event wherever you want. If you say, you know, bubble true as, as well. And, um, and react to that, and and with those custom components, you can even uh, build something like unidirectional data flow, like a Redux-like um, behavior into your application without using any library whatsoever. Um, <clears throat> and that's going to be my my next article. Um, it's called 
I, I, it's a this so basically it's it's basically implementing unidirectional stateless unidirectional data flow with custom events, and uh, I think I'm going to call this pattern uh, no fucks <laughs> because, <laughs> because it's like no Redux. <laughs> <laughs> nice. uh, um, so I, I'm curious when you you say that you know front end developers are not necessarily aware of this. Like, what what do you attribute that to, or how do you like what are you basing that on? I guess. Well, in my like, experience, you know I've been ignoring um, web components for a long time because I found because mm -hmm. all I I didn't really dive deep into web components before. Because I just didn't feel like they were it was ready. Like some of the yeah. stuff just didn't land in the browsers yet. Um, and Polymer, from what I could see, like they were using Bower, which for me is the wrong package manager. You should definitely use NPM. It's 2017. They're moving towards 20, NPM now, which uh, yeah. which is with Polymer three. But Polymer three is not ready yet. It's not it's not stable yet, as as far as I could see. Um, <clears throat> And, um, and they were, and, and, and somehow like, and, and, and everywhere they were just pushing this, like, yeah, you can make your, you can make your element that you can then, um, you know, give some behavior and styling and, and stuff like that. And then they had also the, the whole polymer thing, like they had to first, they had to rewrite polymer completely in order to make it production ready and so that was polymer 1.0 and that was not too long ago that was like a year ago or something like that or, or a little longer ago and now they're at polymer 2 i think and you can use it in people and companies are using it and they're building applications with polymer which was very interesting to see um <clears throat> but I really just I but what, for instance what I also don't didn't like about web components was that they get they're meant to be distributed via um, HTML imports which is it's an HTML file and that HTML file contains everything that that component needs the HTML for the component the uh, JavaScript and the styling for the component right and mm, to yeah. me to me that. <clears throat> feels wrong like <laughs> like i don't want to i want like how do you so html and then and then you have then you import the whole html file and then that is your com and then that and then you and that registers your component so within that html file you have the javascript that also registers the components so the browser knows okay this is and there's a component here and you can use it and those html imports they block rendering and it's weird that to me that you have to have if you want to use 10 different components that you have not, you have to have 10 um basically render blocking imports of html like can there's as far as i know there is no um build script that 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 gives you that takes an html import file for a web component and then optimizes it and min you know uh minifies it or something like mm -hmm. that yeah i mean it that <clears throat> should shouldn't be so difficult but still you have three different languages within that file and you all have to you have to parse them differently and minify them differently and stuff yeah. um so that all that stuff that just felt wrong to me it didn't make any sense and then michael rogers did his take on web components which was just everything in javascript right so he's just using uh javascript 
he's using um, like a, I think a template literal in order to uh, to write his HTML for the component, and then the rest is just behavior and styling, and everything is in JavaScript and and you have eight, you, we have ES modules as well. So there is also there is also a debate between browser vendors. They don't really want to. Some of them don't want to implement HTML imports because they're saying we're implementing ES modules right now, which is the the JavaScript importing uh, for the browser and and dependency uh, uh, dependency resolution for for JavaScript modules. And uh, and I and I totally understand that reasoning because really web components and it all makes sense for me to me like why not put everything into the JavaScript because a web component will not work without JavaScript anyway, mm-hmm. right? You need to call. There is a specific API you need to call in order to um, re- register. <clears throat> excuse me, register the web component, and then also your web component most likely you want to have some sort of behavior in the web component that you have to implement with JavaScript. So if you have to have JavaScript, then why not just distribute it via a JavaScript bundle, you know, and then the HTML can be right into, in the JavaScript, the CSS, there's a whole movement about CSS in JS right now. And just have that in your JavaScript. There's not like, that's definitely, the best way to do it, I think. And it also makes it possible to use web components right now. Um, if you think about what, so components it sounds like as, it hasn't, it hasn't really settled down yet completely then. So there's still it pretty like much has like the most important things. Like I, I think HTML imports, you can just ignore them. Some of them, mm-hmm. some browsers have implemented them already. Some will not implement them, but I think that is not important at all because, um, Michael Rogers, if you want to just write, um, you know, little web components that have encapsulated behavior and that you can just use everywhere in websites, web apps, how you want, whatever, then Michael Rogers has, for me, the best way to do it, which is just he writes it. He has a little a subclass that 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 has some some nifty behavior for uh, default behavior for your web component, and then you just write the rest <clears throat> in JavaScript, and then you just publish it to npm, and then there is a little pre-publish uh, script that runs that bundles it up and then it uh, in- puts it into a dist folder and then goes off to NPM. And then there's this service called unpackage that just hosts all of the NPM files on a CDN. So immediately, as soon as you have your, your, your bundled file on NPM, it's available via a CDN. And then you can just import that file into your web application and boom, you have your web component. You can use it, right? Nice. This is a wonderful way to just distribute and use web components. And you can do that today. You can do it now. And the cool thing, the most important thing that you need uh, for web components in my mind is custom elements, which is a web standard. And it's, uh, it's just you, a custom element is a class that, is um, that extends that extends the class HTML element? That's a custom element, and um, 
and and that works in in Chrome. It works in Opera. It works in iOS Safari. It works in Safari. It works in Firefox via Polyfill. It it works in Edge via a Polyfill as well. And you can you can use there's a script. And in Firefox, I know that they're definitely already developing it. I think Edge as well. Or they're in Edge is still under consideration. I'm not sure, but uh, Firefox is definitely coming. And um, you can use, there's a script that's called Web Component Loader JS that that um, that will just do a feature check on your browser and see which polyfills it needs to load and then dynamically load the polyfills it needs in order for you to use uh, custom elements. <clears throat> so if you if you use a modern browser that has custom elements that works with, that 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 uh, implemented custom elements already then you're really shipping absolute the most minimal payload to the browser because you don't don't need to ship any framework you don't need to ship any um component framework or anything it's just there and you can just you just you just uh, ship your logic basically and mm-hmm. the other browsers that need polyfills they just get the polyfills and then so, like if if it, in the ex, in an extreme case like if you use <clears throat> IE11 or something like that i think the polyfills go up to like 100k or something like that um minified and gzipped which is yeah which is a lot right but yeah which is basically <laughs> like a framework uh yeah uh but but it's it's but that's just for the older browsers basically you know and mm-hmm. i guess it depends on what your um audience is but if they, if they mostly use modern browsers then then it's pretty cool. And what's interesting about um, Web Components is really that how well it's supported by um, by the mobile uh, by the mobile browsers in Android and iOS, and and that's really ideal because for those browsers you don't want to ship a lot of code and you don't have to exactly use yeah. Web Components. Yeah. So um, that's why that's why the guys from from Ionic uh, moved over to Web Components. They built their own little. Um, kind of set up to write web components in a way that how they want to write it. They wanted to write. They wanted to use JSX, <clears throat> and they wanted to use TypeScript, and so they're using a JSX implementation and they use TypeScript in order <clears throat> to write their web components. They have a little framework called Stencil JS, and <laughs> yeah, and uh, and then that just gets compiled into uh, pure web components. And uh, they're highly, high, perf- very high performing, and uh, so very fast, because they introduce some sort of DOM diffing stuff as well into the whole thing. And so there, they have seen a huge increase in performance, especially on the mobile browsers, because that's their whole thing. You know, they make yeah. cross cross platform uh, mobile apps or whatever. Right. With that stuff. So that's pretty exciting, especially since you have this requirement that you wanna you don't want to ship a lot of code, and it really it started. The thing is, like, it really made me, made me so happy and so enthusiastic about the web platform again. Before I was just like, "Fuck the web pl- pl- platform! Everything is just <laughs> JavaScript, you know. Like, just put it into the frameworks; it's all good. Fuck it, you know. Yeah, they're not yeah. gonna they're not gonna give us anything that's gonna." That's gonna make JavaScript apps better. So, so all the innovation needs to go into the frameworks, and hopefully, maybe at some point, we'll get something into the web platform that um, 
that comes from the innovation that the JavaScript, the JavaScript framework developers kind of you know brought into the community. Yeah. And, and now with custom elements existing, like for me, a big part of the frameworks you know falls away and then there's little tiny little like the lit html which gives you efficient dom updating um without a virtual dom uh is is like two two kilobytes you know in size <laughs> yeah so it's going into that direction and the browser vendors are learning from from the ecosystem and that's just super exciting and um yeah made, made me super happy to uh nice i mean that's sort of the the promise that i understood would come out of this and when when i still was sort of looking at ember and they were always talking about web components and how they're preparing their thing to basically then be you know it would then work with web components because yada 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 but um that was like three ish years ago and then i always sort of had that same feeling of what you had said that it, it always was yeah it's almost ready or it works but you know and there was all these caveats to it and uh interesting so now it's it looks like it's it works it's out but um yeah it's interesting that people aren't adopting it or at least i think people are just not aware i mean they're everybody is is head heads down in vue.js and react and and that's all that's all fine and good too do you think it's because it's such a, a drastic shift in how you would build something that they're i don't know I mean, just I, th- I think people just didn't try it out. You know, they mm-hmm. didn't they didn't experience it. Once you experience it, and you feel like, oh my god, a lot of what I'm using from this framework exists in the browser right now, basically. You know, yeah. That that experience is kind of creates a shift, or it did yeah. did for me, and um, and it's ex- it's kind of exciting to have that in the browser and. It it changes a lot for me. Like I think I think that's that's where that's a direction that f- a lot of frameworks will go towards too. That they will use custom elements, integrate custom elements, or just upgrade custom elements with their functionality, whatever they want to bring to the table. Um, and uh, and you can already see that because Glimmer JS, for instance, has the capability to uh, compile to a pure web component, and there is. You know the the Glimmer JS uh, yep. library thing, yeah, uh, from Ember, and then also Angular came out with something called I think Angular Elements or something like that that also has the same capability where it's kind of like an a- Angular. It gives you Angular capabilities, but just wraps that in a web component or something like that, and it's also very lightweight, some sort of a compiler. And with with Glimmer JS and Ember, they're basically saying start with Glimmer JS, and then the goal is that you can basically from your Glimmer JS components, you can then you can just tack on more and more from the Ember framework, and then you know go to a full fledged app. And and if if Glimmer JS is the is the basis of that, and that's that can be compiled into web components, then I think that is, that's that's where things that will be going, that you will have the capabilities of the library, but everything will kind of compile towards web components because, because that just means you can throw away a lot of code, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of framework code, code, or I don't know, a lot, yeah. but some of it, you know. Um, 
And I think yeah, that, so I th- it's 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 kind of been it's you can see how it's being picked up by framework creators or they're aware of it and they can and it kind of there is something happening there. Uh but web developers are kind of still sleeping on it a little bit or JavaScript developers. But they <laughs> but you also have to say that um they're also very happy with what they have, you know. A lot of uh, JavaScript developers are very happy with Vue.js. A lot of people are ha- mm-hmm. very happy with React.js. Yeah. I I think that there's all there there also exists. Uh, there are also some Angular developers uh, that are happy. Um, I'm not sure, but <laughs> but, but um, <clears throat> uh, yeah. But especially I, th- I think especially the Vue and the React people are very happy with where, what they have. So. Mm-hmm. Um, and also for me, I'll have to have a look at that. But I think server-side rendering, there is no good story for web components yet. I think I have to have a look okay. at that. But of course, that's something that you know React does really well. I think Vue also does that. And the kind, the cup, and, and that also they do it well because they're not coupled to the browser, you know, in their API right. that much. They have their yeah. own API. Um, that's just within the library and uh, and web components they're depending on the API that is in the browser so you can't just do it in easily do uh, server-side rendering in node I imagine yeah you would have to have like a headless chrome thing or something like that that renders your website and then store that or something you know like, mm-hmm now it's super interesting like to hear you talk about this. I mean, I, a few years ago, I guess when, around the time when we started this podcast, and in, in a while uh, after that, you know, I was still very much trying to sort of stay up to date, or at least have some notion of front end technologies and how that works and what's currently happening. And I think sort of in the last year, the only time I get updates on that is when when we talk about it, because mm-hmm. I'm like so stuck in uh, really like back-end stuff now yeah i don't know in in a sense it's kind of sad but i also see that front-end is you know it's so sophisticated and so complex um it's not a trivial thing anymore right and um so you know i don't know if you can actually you know do both really well so i don't don't really know a lot of people that can do both well i think i I might know one person that i can think of off the top of my head that I have the suspicion that he can do both well, mm-hmm. but I don't know how well exactly. Um, but those people are really rare. As yeah. far as I know, besides this one guy, um, nobody can do both well at right. all. It's so what do you think much. about the notion of a full stack developer? To me, that's just, I don't know. It's weird. That doesn't, it seems like a somebody that can do a little bit of everything, but nothing really well. <laughs> I think it's. I think you can't be a full stack developer nowadays yeah. um, if you want to do if you want to do it really well. Um, like I said, there are definitely anomalies. There are definitely people who are uh, different and can do it. Um, but like I said, those are really really hard to find, and, and typically it's not possible. Even a good, even with a good developer. Mm-hmm. Like for for a good developer, it's not possible because it's just too much information. It's just too 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 much. Like That's I think what it's, I, would it's, think I think too. it's good. I think it's easy uh, or it's possible for a good backend developer to transition into becoming a good frontend developer. 
or even great, you know, from great to great or whatever. Uh, but but that would be then transitioning, like leaving back end mm-hmm. behind and just doing front end, and then and also then they would need to, a lot of time to to get into it and and really um, you know get into that kind of way of thinking and the ecosystem and everything. Um, that's possible because a lot of the there are a lot of principles that are similar or the same, and it's good to know back end and front end both. But yeah, but if you want to get really really good. Um, at your craft and i think that you it's definitely best to to decide for one yeah. for one side i mean i guess it you know it, it as always it depends but there's like if i'm thinking about like the 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 back end systems that we are working on at what scale they're at there's just not enough you know cycles to be working or or thinking about you know sophisticated front end stuff for that yeah. you need experts right because there's just too much i mean even in you know just trying to get everybody to sort of migrate to to more um like say on my team there's not really that many or anyone that comes from like a server background you know that has like experience or extensive experience writing long running you know robust fault tolerant servers mm-hmm. or systems or services right mm-hmm. and that that requires a completely different thinking than you know doing websites where you know you 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 write your code to service a request and then it goes away mm-hmm. um completely different thinking than okay this is going to run for you know days weeks whatever and needs to be performant needs to not die needs to log properly needs to play nice with everything else so yeah, yeah I, and you I also have do you have similar problems in the front end. Like, how do you make your website performant? Like, do you use how do you like how do you minimize the time to first interaction for the website? <coughs> like, that's super yeah. cr- crucial, right? Because that's those milliseconds they they cost money if you have you know uh, a business. So. That means that uh, you have to figure out, okay, if you have a lot of interaction code, like a lot of code that needs to load, then you have to think about how do you split that out so that the first render is quick and and the user gets to see something or can even start interacting while, you know, then maybe the the JavaScript code is still being parsed and stuff like that. And all this stuff, like you have to start learning about how the browser does stuff internally in order to make sure that you get... Uh, the best performance out of that and that's a whole different art form of performance you know yeah. in the web like so yeah so i think the full stack developer is fine for for if you don't have to Smallish get into things, smaller yeah. things you don't have to get into mm-hmm. the nitty-gritty on either side you know yeah. and really dig into to to make it scalable and perform and well performant mm-hmm. yeah um and stuff so yeah i think it's yeah i can't really see how that one person can really do that really well yeah seems really agreed difficult so we've arrived at uh, the magical hour we've arrived yes i need to go get kiddos so all right let's uh, sign off let's 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 finish this off Um, all right go ahead um yes i oh gosh i i'm breaking my promise i, I can't find fido i have to I'm not but it's just it's such a in, it's just uh, fido dot surge dot sh it's so easy oh, there we go. okay fine and we have 
I think nine months ago, no, nine months ago was the last one. Yeah, there's no new uh, review. All right. There we go. All right. My name or my Twitter handle is at hgladdergots. And um, if you like the show, tell uh, tell your friends about it and uh, share it on whatever app that you're using. Uh, give it a star or even better yet, go to uh, our show notes and get on the link there to get right to the place that you need to be in, in iTunes, etc. to uh, leave us a review or just give us a rating. That'd be fantastic. And that's it for me. Right, and you can find the show notes at um, um, uh, what was it? Reactive.audio, <laughs> uh, and <laughs> and uh, you can also find the invite to our Slack, the link invite, the link that invites yourself into our Slack uh, chat um, in the links there in the show notes. And um, I'm Khalil tweets on Twitter. Raquel is Rockbot on Twitter, and we'll have her right after our sign off. Have a little message, so stay ah, tuned. That's right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Have a good day. You too. Bye. Bye. Hi, everyone. It's Raquel. Sadly, I can't make it to recording today because, as many of you may have noticed on Twitter, I started a new job. Um, I know I've been kind of like uh, talking about it ahead of time, and I wasn't telling anybody. But if you were on the Slack uh, or on the Reactive Slack. Uh, you would have found out a little bit ahead of time, so more incentive to join our React Slack uh, community. But uh, I also announced it on Twitter. On Monday, I started my first day at Slack. Um, uh, you know, funny. Um, but yes, so uh, I'm working at Slack now. I am an engineering manager on the platform team. Um, and I'm still learning what all that means. And I've been basically really, really busy all week uh, doing orientation and all that good stuff. Um, so stay tuned. Hopefully there'll be more information uh, from me next time. But in the meantime, you're just going to have to stick around with Khalil and Henning. Um, and I'm sure that you're in good hands. You know the two of them are great. So uh, have a great week and looking forward to chatting soon. Take care. Bye.